bitch. I get it. Okay. Okay, then. Ooh. I got good stuff. What are you showing me? Jazz sent this randomly. Big boy. <laughs> All right, we're recording. Last episode. Last episode. Of season one. Of a lifetime. Push past comfort. Push past comfort. We did it. Angelica, how With do you, you feel? you and me. You and me. First season versus, first season. First episode versus last episode. Do you feel more comfortable? Yes. Do you feel like you pushed past your discomfort? Of yes. Speaking in... Fake public. <laughs> Fake public and opening up, yes, definitely. Oh my god. Yeah, I think so too. It's crazy. It's Seven crazy. Episodes. You guys all experience listen, if Angelica can speak <laughs> candidly on a podcast, True. anybody can do anything in their whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I should be your inspiration. Yeah. Okay. I can be a hero, baby. It was so fun though. I can take away your fears. Wait. And I will stand by you forever. <laughs> you Our... will take no. I no my breath away. Your breath away. I can be your breath away. Okay. <laughs> Season two is just all performances by you. <laughs> I'll pop in with an occasional rapper too. This is a uh, Whitney Houston. <laughs> I will survive. First time with a friend. Just one whole episode of Whitney Houston. All right, that's a that's a joke. <laughs> that's not <laughs> yeah. what we're doing season two, but um, but yeah, this has been an adventure of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Me and Angelica were actually just talking about how, like, we were like, how long, you know, should we wait between seasons? And she was like, oh, we should wait two months. And no, and, Angela, okay, did I say did that you you did? You, you said max amount, and I said max oh, amount. Okay, is two all months. right, okay, well that's different. Mm-hmm. But still, when you said that, my heart dropped because I was like, <laughs> this has been my therapy. I know I don't pay you, but I love you. I pay you with love, girl. I've been getting free therapy from you since I was fifteen. Yeah. I've been your guinea pig. You're my you're you're my uh, OG. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But one thing we did talk about though is that um, I I know this, and I feel like all of our listeners know this that you are a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. That Angelica has a wealth of knowledge, and has a lot of stuff floating around in her head that I don't think she realizes doesn't float around in everyone's head. <laughs> She's like, oh, that's called blah, blah, chaos, blah, blah. And I'm like, what did you say? Mm-hmm. I had no idea. That had a name. Cool. You know? And obviously therapy isn't free. And Angelica's goal in life is to pretty much make it more accessible. Right? Yes, Just definitely. like in a very like vague way of normalize saying Normalize it. it. Yeah, normalize it. Like, tell us a little bit about what you want to like go into schools, right? Like, yeah, no, I eventually want to, cause I feel like therapy is, it can be preventative for sure. Like, uh-huh. you know, I, I want to go to therapy. Like as soon mm-hmm. as I, mama gets that, you know, big girl check. Um, <laughs> but a lot of times therapy is looked at as like an intervention, like shit hits the uh, fan, yeah. you hit rock bottom, you're court ordered, you're going to get a divorce, you're going to 
you relapsed, whatever, you know what I mean? So then therapy comes into the picture. So it's like very commonly used as like an intervention, Right. you know, it's like, it's like homelessness, you know, it's like build more shelters. It's intervention, you know, but mm. what is making people homeless in the first place? Right. Getting you know to I mean? the root of the cause. So I would like to try to advocate and work more on the preventative side, especially with youth, because that's when you develop your coping mechanisms, how you deal with change, blah, 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 a lot of trauma, whatever. So, yeah, so I would eventually want to normalize, like, mental, emotional, social well-being in, like, elementary schools, Dude, fucking yes. middle schools, high school, shit, everywhere, anywhere. Yeah, like, Pre-schools. I want, like, kids to start going to therapy young. And I know that that sentence right there probably got a couple people being like, what, why? And that's, <laughs> and exactly because of what you said, like, the yeah. stigma of therapy, exactly that, like, being an intervention, like... I just think having somebody to help you figure out your thoughts. Yeah. So and your that emotions you can cope too. Like, later. Yeah. Think about going to preschool and you know, like when you're learning like fucking shapes and colors, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, you have those like posters in every like little kindergarten, whatever. Just imagine a poster, just a really simple emoji poster of faces and emotions attached to it. Yeah. You know, or just like, just very friendly, light ways of introducing right. emotional intelligence at that age. Yep. You know, so it's not weird or they, they start to just plant that seed. Yeah. And then when they get into middle school, you know, then you kind of like develop a curriculum that kind of goes off of that. Right. You know, and then in high school, you attach it to all the shit that you go through in high school, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like say, you know, in middle school you get bullied, right? Mm-hmm. Some people feel comfortable coming home and some kids feel comfortable coming home and talking to their parents about it. Mm -hmm. But if they don't, like, who are they talking to? Nobody. They're just internalizing it. They're just, their little tiny 12 year old brain is trying to understand it Mm -hmm. and they're not getting any help. You know, it's like, that's so detrimental later. Like, especially bullying, like, you know, bullying is such a big thing now. And, and a lot of people talk about how like, you know, a lot of insecurities came from, especially middle school. Middle school kids are fucking mean. Yeah. So mean. Like, like I got bullied in middle school and it was torture, but. They don't even know what they feel because. Exactly. Of, you know, from the bullying, from yeah. the trauma, you know, or like, not to get all like, you know, intense, but like a lot of like trauma, like when kids are young or like a lot of, like my clients had a lot of like um, sexual abuse or physical abuse, neglect, whatever, when they're around five or six. And then they would see me when they're in like fourth grade. So they're like nine years old, you know? Yeah. And at that time. Like, they don't even know how to name their emotions, yeah, identify God. their emotions, know what right from wrong. So, like, yeah, there's just a lot of shit. But, yeah, yeah I would imagine like having be... somebody that was, like, a third party, like you, yeah. come in and be like, what happened today at school? Or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they can feel comfortable telling you about it. And then you can, like, you know, work through it with them. And that's the thing is, like, therapy with kids is so little talking. You, you just play. <laughs> like, mm. that's all I do is play. It's wow. like play therapy because they don't even know how to communicate or verbalize those things, right. you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It's a lot of shit. But yeah, I would just like to work more on the preventative side so not as many adults have to be threatened with therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we treat each other a little better. So, like, season two on that note is I would like to start tapping more into the information that you have that I feel like is. information that like I don't I don't think you're taking that for granted Mm -hmm. but I think that because you've been immersed in it like you were saying before like you're a super patient person already and then also you went to school for this like you've been spending hours and hours and thousands of hours on this whole like concept you know and all of us are just like 
I'm just mad. And you're like, <laughs> actually, you're not angry. You're, you know, mm-hmm. you're whatever. And, and so like, I feel like next season, I'd like to see a structure. <laughs> next season, pretty much you guys are just all going to listen to Angelica giving me therapy. Fuck no. As Can long as there's back and forth dialogue, like, I'll do it. So but. this kid at school today, talk to me about vaginas. Oh, shit. Okay, but they'll get a little snippet of it because I asked Angela for our last episode yeah. to... Oh my God, I'm taking my shoes off. That yeah. feels so good. Oh. Um, to talk about her five like life hacks or strategies mm-hmm. or like tools, right? And I wrote down my five, and so mm-hmm. that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, Kay. sounds good. Okay, you want to go first? Um, yeah. Okay, so life hacks. Let's see. Um... One of them is thinking long-term, not short-term. Helps a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, is this going to affect me in a month? Is this going to affect me in three months? Is this going to affect me in two years? Um, that usually, like, I try to imagine myself in a couple of years being like, whoa, remember that? That was crazy. Right. Like, that helps me a lot. Realizing that, like, I will overcome this. In yeah. a couple of years, I will look back and be like, holy shit. Helps a lot with coronavirus, honestly. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like I try to think about how the coronavirus is going to be written in history books. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things in the history books where I bet you those people at that time thought they were never going to get through it. Yes. So, and I also maybe, maybe that's come from like having a degree in history mm-hmm. and reading all these things being like, like right. knowing the end of the story and being like, don't make that decision. Oh no. But like, it's fine. Life moved on. Like everything's fine now. So that's one. Mm-hmm. Um, two is, I mean, I feel like for somebody, like I was saying for me who has anxiety, like just exerting energy. Mm -hmm. So whether that be crying or working out, um, but just having some sort of outlet of like, like pound, like massive energy exertion, you know, Mm -hmm. not like deep breaths, like fucking run until you're like dying, you know, Or, or like whatever it is you need to do, like cry in the shower until you like can't have any more tears and then drink a shit ton of water or like Mm -hmm. whatever um that's number two um that's a good one yeah number three would be um sticking to the facts which (laughs) i mean i don't know what to tell you it's my favorite episode but like you know like uh taking it taking a large project problem and cutting it into tiny little pieces Mm -hmm. you know it's like oh shit this is happening it's like okay well what can i control Mm -hmm. like let me do those first like, you know, those are the facts. The fact is that I can only control these three things, you right. know, and just taking it like by, by little chunks. And that works with like anything. Mm-hmm. If you want to start a business, you're not going to start a business. You're going to think of a name and then you're going to create a website and then mm-hmm. you're going to, you know, whatever. Um, that's number three. I just uh, want you to know you're already on four. Uh-huh. I feel like we just switched roles right now. Why? Because you're, you're about to be on four. Yeah. I feel like my shit is like almost like 15 minutes long. What? I yeah, that's why I was like oh, roles shit. are reversed right now. Uh, yeah, I mean not 15 cuz that already gives me a little bit of anxiety. But Well, but I, remember <laughs> I was just telling you before we started this podcast though that like I've been listening to all of the podcasts being like Angela shut up. Like mm. so I'm trying to like like I'm just trying to like c- consolidate yeah, my shit a little bit more, <laughs> especially because like I said I've, after listening to all the podcasts again, I realized that there's a lot of shit that 
you're quiet on that you have a lot of knowledge on mm-hmm. that I should be in, like more inquisitive on you to get that knowledge out, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause I just talk a lot of bullshit and take up like 80% of the podcast. Bullshit. It's mostly I'm like, so the other day, actually, I don't know if it was the other day. Technically it was two days ago. It was a Wednesday. I remember it like yesterday. Maybe it was yesterday. Anyway. I wish they could see your fucking face right now. Okay, you're on four. Okay. Um, so you're talking life hacks and oh my God, that stretch was so beautiful. Sage. That sorry. Ten. Nobody can see Sage, but that was such a beautiful stretch. It looked like it felt so good. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, maybe I should have had you go first because I don't know how you want me to structure this. No, you do Yubu and then okay. I'll I'll and I'll do me. <laughs> I'm gonna do me. <laughs> and then and then if you want to add stuff or it makes you think of stuff, then definitely chime in because I always do that with you. Like yeah. when you're talking, like you make me think of things. Like oh, you know that's why it's like it's not a bad thing the yeah. way you're like talking. Okay. Okay, but my question for you is like these are life hacks. Is this just based on how you deal with like stress and anxiety? You know what I mean, or is it like? Yeah. Because I, I can take I, it so many different ways. I just, I think, like, okay, this is how I structured mine. I'm going to talk about five things that are, like, my life hacks, my sh- strategies. And then after that, because it's kind of lengthy, then I just do, like, my five little tools. Mm. That's, like, a super simplified list of yeah. five things that are, are, like, actions. So these are good so like because... actual actions. Like yeah. the crying one. That's my... Exactly. Or the my working out ones. one. Mm-hmm. Those are, like, two of my, like... Don't make any rash decisions so you cry it out or work it out, mm-hmm. honestly, because you get a whole different perspective. And um, it mirrors your intensity of your anxiety. You need something equally as intense. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I feel like that makes, it's really good for people to know that get yeah. intense anxiety. Well, yeah, it's like, I call it blind energy. Like it just like resonates in your chest. You can feel it. Like you can feel that like physicalness, you know, mm-hmm. and you just need to like exert it like however you can and your body doesn't realize what it's coming from Mm -hmm. so then your brain starts making up what that is Mm -hmm. and it usually is negative like why do I feel this way um it has to be because like I'm afraid my business is gonna fail and it's like no bitch like it's just blind energy it's just been in your body and it just needs to be put out there Mm -hmm. and if you're gonna exert it in stress or you're gonna exert it at the gym or you're gonna exert it through crying whatever you need to do get it the fuck out and walk away from it Mm -hmm. you know yeah that's a good one that's like, I can't even, I mean, my Instagram name is crybaby boss lady. Like I'm such a huge proponent of crying, like huge advocate for it. Um, when in doubt, cry it out. When in doubt, cry it out. Shit. You better fucking believe it, bitch. You better fucking believe it. I hate you. Um, and then after that, um, I usually, what I usually do is like, they're, you know, either like a, a big thing that's helped me a lot is like either having mentors or having like, well, yes, having mentors, but they're either people I know mm-hmm. that I can call up and like hang out with for a couple days mm-hmm. or like just try to grab coffee. Cause it like reroutes my brain mm-hmm. into like, Oh yeah, that's right. Like this is actually the way reality is. Right. The reality that I've been creating for the past couple days and like, you know, developing those like depression and anxiety mm-hmm. over I made that up. Yeah. And I got rerouted. So like, let me hang out with, you know, I try to hang out with like my business partner. Yeah. Cause he's very like, it's so healthy, positive and like to the point and like, you know, he's in reality, mm-hmm. you know? So like, or, you know, if I have any like mentors that I don't know. So like 
you know, I don't know why this is the one that comes to mind, but like Oprah, mm-hmm. love Oprah, you know, Gary V is another one that I love, but like there's been times where I've been like super just like in a funk and I'll just watch like Gary V YouTube videos of him yelling at people in a positive way, you know, cause mm-hmm. I, I'm an intense person. So I like that intensity. Yeah. And I just watch it like over and over and over again. And like, I try to like reroute my brain to like think like that. Cause it's really hard. Um, and then, so that's number four. Yeah. Number five is, um, like number five is a, this is when I'm like deep, deep, deep into like a depression or mm-hmm. like an anxiety spiral is imagine yourself swimming upstream. Like it takes work to get out of it. You have to swim upstream until you're out of that river. You know, that's such a good visual. If you like jump into a current, like a river that has a strong current, it's going to keep taking you yeah. until you fight. You know, you have to fight back up mm-hmm. and the, the, the more time you spend not fighting to swim back upstream, the farther downstream you're going to go. So like anytime I feel myself like spiraling mm-hmm. into like a depression, state of depression or like anything like that, even though I don't want to fucking get up and work out, even though I don't want to fucking drink water, even though I don't want to like go on a walk or hang out with friends. Like I'm like, bitch, you are at fucking war right now. Mm-hmm. Like you are at war. This river is going to take you into the abyss yeah you know you have to try to swim upstream and it's like what you you've always said um what's the what's the quote about discipline and habit like motivation discipline habit motivation gets you started but discipline yes yeah motivation gets you started but discipline keeps you going keeps you going i think that's how it goes yeah Yeah. but like that's exactly it like yeah of course working out is easy when you're motivated (laughs) yes motivation is what gets you started yes Mm -hmm. like Yes, of course you're motivated to start a business, you know? Yes, of course you're motivated to like, I don't know, start a new hobby or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's not what's going to actually start the business, actually get the hobby off the ground, actually blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. The thing that's going to actually get it off the ground is the discipline after that. It's the habits that you've created and it's the discipline that you've created for your brain. So like that's the swimming upstream where... You know, on the days that I'm motivated to work out, cool, I'm working out. But on the days that I'm like in a funk, can't get out of bed, all that stuff, it I have to be disciplined mm-hmm. and I have to do it for myself, yeah. you know? So those are my five. Those are good. Those Thank are you. really good. Hey, look, I've been working on this for a long fucking time. I feel like I'm about to, maybe I'm just being dramatic. What? Oh, okay. <clears throat> no, because I, I was like, oh, I know my five, you know? But then I feel uh, like every time that we, you know, we get in the context right. of like talking, I'll either like digress or I'll just overly simplified and then I'm like what if people don't know what the fuck that means yeah well and that's the thing too right is like those five that I just gave you that's a, each one of them could be a full podcast right. like a full episode you know yeah. to really like dive in so you know I'm sorry everybody you're all just listening to our meeting about how season two is gonna go <laughs> our brainstorm meeting hopefully okay. by the end of the episode we'll all come to an agreement of what season two is gonna <laughs> okay. be um, so I did, okay, so my five, like, secrets or, like, strategies, the first one is... <laughs> Use a loofah. <laughs> it's all, um, like, completely different. Exfoliate. <laughs> Drink more water. <laughs> Even though that is pretty fucking Uh, the first one is, um, nurture the relationship with yourself till you die. Oh my god. So, like, just... Like with self-talk, I know I talk a lot about self-talk, mm-hmm. but I also talk to myself a lot. <laughs> I talk to myself a lot about self-talk. <laughs> I do. Um, I put, oftentimes your inner voice is a bully. Um, and unfortunately, a lot mm. of times a parent can be a, a child's first bully or critic. Ugh, so everyone sad. has that mean, um, critical voice in their head. So rewire, we, wow. 
we, rewire. <laughs> rewire your inner voice. So just be conscious of what it is and then, you know, just edit and modify it to what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and do that consistently. Like, that is the key. Like It's that, okay, remember how we were going to do that quote? That's yeah. it. Yes. It takes every time you change to change. Right. You're not going to be like, I'm going to just be positive yes. from now on. Yes. No, because every five seconds you realize that you get a negative thought. So yes. every five seconds you're rewiring. Every yeah. five seconds you're rewiring. Every five seconds you're rewiring. Every, like, it's like this all day. Yeah. It's like, that's why the mantras help because it's a quick right. couple words quick sentence that you can say to stop a thought. Yeah. Like, like I'm not good enough. Uh, like that is the bully or like whatever yes. word you need to say to like stop the thought, and like reroute it to another yeah. way. Because you're never not going to hear those voices. No, they're always fucking So, I just put do it consistently because, yeah, you are what you repeatedly do. Mm -hmm. Um, Do it when it's it's hard. Do it when it's awkward. Yeah, do it when it's hard. Okay, I'm so sorry. Okay, I will stop. Do it when it's uncomfortable. Um, Just do it when it's not easy, et cetera, et cetera. So, talk to yourself. Apologize to yourself. Ask yourself questions. Interview yourself. Listen to yourself. Check in with yourself. Discipline yourself. Like... Work on your own shit if you really want to foster deep connections with other people. Like that is one of my things. Like, and then um, I also put honor your soul. Like this encompasses like self care and boundaries and trust. Um, trusting yourself, trusting other people, believing in yourself. Spoil the fuck out of yourself. Mm-hmm. Treat yourself. Discipline yourself and be very honest with yourself. So like I feel like when you have a direct relationship with yourself and your soul, like those things are your priorities. Mm-hmm. And until that's established, like you're never going to prioritize that shit. Yep. Um, you get more in touch with like your passion, your purpose, your ethics, your morals. You could sit with yourself in a more positive space. You just, yeah. Okay. So that's the first one. Well, at the end of the day, you're the only thing that matters anyway. Yes. You're born alone. You die alone. As that's morbid as that one. sounds, that's just the way it is. Um, the second one is if you want to be taken seriously, be consistent. Which my kind God, Angelica Seaver is that right there? Fucking. <laughs> okay, wait. Let me finish before I. Digress. I'm so sorry. It's okay. So I put, um, if you want to be taken seriously, be consistent. And I put, it makes me think of belonging. Like the need to belong is hardwired in us. So just like everyone belongs to something—a community, a relationship, a family, a job, a team, a group of friends, whatever it is. Like we all have a sense of wanting to belong in something. So be mindful and evaluate and pay attention to who or what those people are. And like, I feel like this is a big one because I feel like, you know, like who you want to belong to or with when you're 21 versus when you're 31 is different. But I feel like a lot of people feel the pressure to stay in that because they're so scared because they're not going to be taken seriously. So that's why I'm Mm. like, when you transition from, you know, this community or this job is not serving me like your lawyer. And there's no fulfillment. And you're like, I don't believe what these people believe. So I'm going to switch over. I want to be a preschool teacher. Yeah. Right? Like, there's always that insecurity of like, no one's going to fucking take me seriously. You, yeah. know, you know? But like, just do it consistently and yeah. people will believe. Um, so just have the bravery to like, switch it up if you need to. Yeah. But that's my second one. Is like, I, I, I evaluate my friend circle, the job I'm at, the books I'm reading, the community I live in, like all that shit, I just make sure that I tell myself, like, I want to belong here. It aligns yeah. with my beliefs. Um, the third one is earn it. So that Ooh, just goes God, directly to my... One. Jesus Christ. That was on my my shirt. Oh. But anyways, um, 
So yeah, just that is directly related to work ethic. So earn the shit you want, work for it, struggle for it, challenge it, fight for it, stay loyal to it. You know what I mean? Like make sure you're deserving of what you really want. And Did that's you write something. that down? The earn it and then all the way down to be loyal? I wrote all of this down because okay. I didn't want to Because I fucking up. want that on a poster. You can have, okay. Um, the fourth one is <laughs> breathing is everything. What the fuck are you saying right now? Um, <laughs> mastering the skill, even if it feels cheesy or weak or dumb or feminine or it's for white people that do yoga, whatever yeah. the fuck you want to label it as. Like, it, I cannot tell you how much paying attention to my breathing or like actually giving a shit about deep breathing exercises has like completely changed. And this how many is, of us right now while we're listening to this started breathing? differently <laughs> well the I thing did. is is a lot of times you in the podcast especially in the podcast you always say like I'm not I don't react right and like I have learned when I feel something especially intensely I just usually give myself like three to five deep breaths and all it does is what we were talking about earlier is it just gives me it puts it rewires my brain to be like all right bitch you have two options here Pop off and react, whatever the emotion that instantly hit when you heard that, saw that, felt that, or check yourself, <laughs> yep. make sure you ain't guilty for that shit, make sure it's from an empathetic place, make sure you're speaking from your heart, and the last most important question I always ask myself is, how is that, how are you going to feel about yourself yes. after you say this? Because. Like, how, how is that going to sit with you? I don't give a fuck about the other person and how they're internalizing it. For me, it's like, that shit's not going to feel good on my conscious or my heart yeah. or my soul later. So it God, instantly so just like it, it, it's like a red flag for me when I'm in a conver- conversation with someone and maybe I'll say something that's challenging or I'll say something that's maybe a little difficult or uncomfortable and they respond instantly or before I even get my last word out. If you, if you've ever been in this situation with me and you notice I get quiet or oh, I'll yeah. drop it or I'll switch subject because I know right then and there They feel strongly about it. They're passionate about it. It means something to them. They're defensive over it. They're not going, they're not listening to be flexible in their mind. They're here to make sure I understand their point and they're going to stick by it. And I feel like they have the right to be like that, but it's never going to be a good interaction. So like that's even like customer service. Yeah. Oh yeah. If they pop every set, you know, you know that they don't feel heard or seen or they feel strongly about something. So like that to me is like one of my big red flags. Or they're not in a position flags. to No, talk, they don't want to learn. Cover, have a conversation. There, yeah. There's no flexibility in their perspective right now. So yeah. that's why I don't waste my, my breath yeah. or my energy. So I just say like five breaths or three breaths before you react. One. It just rewires your brain to give you those two options. And like I was telling Angela earlier, like... Yeah, I might be great at this, but I don't always pick the better option. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing well, is like we're important. human. I was going to say that's important to say like, you know, we were talking earlier about how like, you know, it takes every time you change a change type of thing. Like you're always going to have the judgmental thoughts. You're always, always. going to have the negative thoughts, the a- thoughts of anger. You're always, always going to have them. But like you have an obligation to yourself mm-hmm. and to the, you know, separate party to like be logical about your thoughts and like evaluate them. And, and the, I feel like the, the, um, the skill of thinking about your thoughts, Mm -hmm. the skill of like almost removing yourself from your brain and looking down into your brain and going, why did you think that? Yeah. Why was that the first thing you thought about? Like dissecting your thoughts, you know, Mm -hmm. is so important to like not popping off. Yeah. And that's the thing. So breathing to me like helps with my anxiety or if my brain's going, my reaction just gives me those two options. Okay. And then the last one, 
I just put never stop learning. Like you can learn every good or bad experience in your life, but it takes bravery, patience, transparency, discipline, self-worth, and willingness. Um, but it just enables you to become more self-aware and just everything is a teacher. So like, yes, usually my process of something really like heartbreak, rejection, um, loneliness, something, something really bad or intense happens. Like I let myself feel whatever the fuck I want to feel. And then because I let that out, I'm able to ask myself like, what is this going to teach me? Yeah. And that's why like you compliment how grateful of a person I am, but I'm not grateful just naturally. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go through this process. Mm-hmm. And once I connect what a bad experience or a bad person or a good experience or whatever teaches me, because I'm obsessed with learning and bettering myself, then once I identify the lesson, I'm like, ooh, I'm fucking grateful that shit happened. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful I was living out of my car. I'm grateful my mom got cancer. I'm grateful that dude fucked me over, you know? Yeah. So that's the process that gets to the grateful. Right. And I think some people might just see that I'm always fucking grateful. Right. But it's like, no, bro. Like, no I choice. did so much stuff that was ugly and yeah. uncomfortable. So those are my five. And then... I just like made a little simple cheat sheet of just little five tools of how I treat or like talk to my body. The first one is I write everything down. I wrote down what I'm saying right now. (laughs) I write everything down. The second is I focus on my breath. So sometimes if I feel flustered, I'm forgetting things, I'm I feel or I feel angry, like that's where I just focus on my breath. The third is I check in with myself daily, like every morning, every night throughout the day. And this doesn't look like some clinical fucking assessment sheet. It's like, what's up, girl? How you doing? How you feeling? How are we? Are we good? You got anything weighing on you? How we feel about tomorrow? What's that on your brain? Like, that's how I literally talk to myself. Damn. Like, what's up? You know, how was your day? Did you do your three things? Okay, like I literally just ask myself questions like if it's my friend, you know, and like that's what checking in looks like for me. It's not like these professional ask questions. So you've made friends with that. I don't know what to call it, um, but it's like there's, you know, there's this part of your brain that is on instinct, you know, yeah. it's like fear, judgment, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other side that can like analyze it, dissect mm-hmm. it and like control like your actions, you know, and it, like for me, I always talk about like joke about how like. I'm constantly like putting the baby to sleep yeah. so that I can like, right. you know, whatever devil and the angel, you know, yeah, like whatever. But it seems like you've become friends with that side. Yeah. I have like, to accept like, both. You're like, this is my friend. Like, yeah. because no matter what they're with you. Oh my God. They're not going anywhere. So you have to ask the baby, how are you feeling today? You good? Like, right. how are you emotions? Like, and I have to like, not like, I feel like it was too much energy was being exerted trying to not listen to it or like resist it. It's like anxiety. When you try to resist anxiety and you yes. try to stop it or ignore it, it heightens. So yes. you just have to learn how to roll with that. Dude, this one time I was having an anxiety attack at work and um, two of my employees were like, I said something about like, um, we need to address it. We need to like go through it. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to like let it be there, but I'm just going to continue with my day. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to like sit there and be like, okay, hold my wrist. Hold, You know, I was mm-hmm. like, it's here. Whether I like it or not, I'm just going to, like, keep going and try to, like, stick to the facts, you know? But I feel mm-hmm. like that's that was me, like, just letting it happen instead of, like, trying to come up with, like, ways to get rid of it, you know? And, like, be friends with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, girl. Hey, anxiety. How you doing, bitch? Why yeah. are you here? What you need? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, that's the other thing is, like, like you were saying, like, how are you doing today, you mm-hmm. know? Like, how are you feeling? Like, oh, you have anxiety. Why? 
what's mm-hmm. going on you know is it actually something mm-hmm. or is are you making something up or have you just not worked out in a bit did you have yeah. a lot of like sugar the day before and now you're feeling like shit and you don't mm-hmm. know how to like deal with that because there's like so many reasons why and that's the thing is like just last night I was talking to my friend Isaiah and I was like he's like what do you do if you can't sleep I was like talk to myself <laughs> you know I'm like he's like what do you mean I was like well I usually check in with myself and then I'll just randomly ask myself questions <laughs> because I'm always thinking oh of questions God. or quotes. Like I'll just like the other night I was like, if I could have one dude come over right now, who would it be? <laughs> if I could travel what w- to one place this weekend, that's realistic to travel to, where would I go? Oh my if God. I could pick, like I just was asking and I was answering them. <laughs> but I just, I, I just, I check in with myself and I talk to myself every fucking day. Oh my it's God. Weird. Um, the fourth little tool is asking myself, what can I learn? Mm-hmm. Um, because I I value my gratefulness, but I know that there's a process mm-hmm. to get to it. And then the fifth thing is I'm always just creating little mini challenges within myself. Like, this could be the smallest thing of like, I fucking hate this workout. So on the last set, I bet you, you can't do it without stopping. You know, like oh I'll my challenge God. myself, you know, like, all right, bitch, on set five, you can't stop, you know? To, for the month of May, I'm going to run a mile. Yes. To, I have to have a conversation with my mom and I need to go into it with compassion. Like, I challenge you to not do your cold, you know, stone wall persona. You know, like just little mini challenges within yourself. And so those were the five ones. So write everything down, focus on your breathing, check in daily with yourself, ask yourself what can you learn and create mini challenges. And then the last little thing to just finish is like my little key that I always keep in my back pocket legit stays in my brain okay I thought you actually Actually had it I would write this shit down but I memorized it so I don't have to but it's my mini emotions key so this helps me with my own emotions and then this helps me with being more understanding of other people's emotions so it's really simple anger equals perception of injustice so like if someone is angry they have perceived something as very unfair Mm. or you know, not just. And so I know that if someone's angry, I ask myself, like, what do they think is not fair? Or if I'm angry, like, what do I think is not fair? Right. Um, disappointment equals unmet expectations. Yeah, that one's, that yeah. one's huge for me. Yeah. Anxiety equals uncertainty slash not being present. Oh, right? Yes. Um, and then fear equals um, uh, impending danger or a threat of danger. Um, yeah. So those are the four like intense emotions and then what they equal or where they stem from. And that's like my other little yeah. toolkit that I put in my fanny pack. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Fanny. <laughs> <laughs> what those was are my that five. laugh? <laughs> okay. You want to know what else I brought? What? My prop. My God. So I was moving and... If you ever notice, I always have a fuckload of post-its on any yes. mirror. Oh, I know. That, remember the one at my downtown that's like call it life? Yeah. So I guess a couple times, the last three times I moved, I've kept them. So <gasps> I found amazing. this jar of post-it notes from all my different moves. And oh so like God. it's cool to see the evolution of shit I was focusing on. Dude, I can't believe you filled an entire... Fu- that thing's packed to the rim. Yeah. Like and they're the, stacked on each other. The neon Holy one shit. was from last my last move. And then these ones that have like... Are from oh my, my other move. And then this one is from when I live with Brandon. Oh my God. And then the ones on the bottom was bef- the move before that. So let me just like address this jar really quick. Like... <laughs> because I just... 
That jar is a representation of how hard you work. <laughs> I'm serious. How much I like quotes. <laughs> yeah, no, but seriously though, like people don't put as much work into themselves as that jar. Like, you know what I mean? Like you put in your bathroom quotes to remind yourself every day to check in on yourself, every day to show compassion, every day to have discipline, every day to what whatever it is that you feel like you need to change about yourself, you make it an effort to do it every single day. And I just want to address the fact that like that is proof that it takes every time you change to change. It, t- it takes every morning that you wake up and you go in the bathroom and you read that post-it to remind you to go one way or the other. You're creating habits mm-hmm. over and over and over and over and over again. Like, And there's days where I'll look at the post-it and not do it, you know, yeah. but just the simple exposure to it, it subconsciously keeps it in my You're brain. rewiring. Yeah, because there'll be so many days where I'm like, fuck these quotes. Like, I'm going to be bitter as shit all day yeah. and rude, you know, or whatever, like human or just like, fuck it, I'm going to eat, whatever. But just seeing it, the, for me, I'm a visual learner. So like first get in touch with what kind of learner you are, what's yeah. your learning style. But just seeing it to me helps me a lot. But Read us a couple. Just pull, just pull it out like fucking bingo balls. Bingo balls. B6. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, just get, get vulnerable right now. Oh my, Angelica. Angelica has a problem. I love quotes. We are, rainforests are being cut down. Shut Because of the amount of paper you're using. What are those? Why are they cardboard? Um, Brandon, when I lived with him, so this was 2012. Eight years ago. Yeah. You know what? Also thinking, finding my planners. Oh my God. Made me think, fuck, I even liked quotes back then. Yeah. Can, actually, I'm going to read you one because this was from even longer ago. And I was like, ah, put my fingers on a fucking post Okay. We're going to post it. Okay. I can't believe I just said that. I did not even mean. Wow. We're going to post a photo of, uh, we'll my do post-its? a carousel photo of your post-its and your planners <laughs> to show people how psychopath you are. I am. Virgo. Virgo, baby. Okay, Virgo. so this planner that I just like taped colored paper before I could afford post-its. I'm just kidding. That's hella dramatic. <laughs> Back in my day. Okay, so these quotes said, um, what makes us men and, men and women is that we can think logically. What makes us human is that we sometimes choose not to what is that one word what was that sorry what makes us men and women is that we can think logically what makes us humans is that we choose sometimes not to oh so sometimes we fuck up i love that you are what you lived Mm. wow i still use that one you cannot change what you are not willing to confront oh shit angelica you just it's too much for me (laughs) the journey is the reward Oh, bitch, fall in love with the process. Um, a sense of curiosity is nature's original school of education. Yo. Whoa. It's my fucking life right there. Uh, whether you think you can or you can, you're always Boom. right. That's why we're friends. Dude, that's like, that is 90-10. That is, that's just like, you know, life. whether you think you can or you think you cannot, you're always right. Mm-hmm. It's um, so true. You can always lose something that you have. You cannot lose something that you are. Mm. Comparison is the thief of joy. Oh my God. The so thi- Instagram is that quote. <laughs> right. The thing you fear most has no power. Your fear of what it is. Oh my God. 
uh, is what has the power. Oh Facing the truth really will set you free. Oh that was Oprah. God. That's your girl. That's my girl. Okay, three more. This is from my planner from 2010. Um, to be angry is to be a victim. Ooh! <gasps> drops my Oh, shit. Angelica, wait. We have to marinate on that one for a second. I don't want to talk about it because we can do a whole fucking episode. Okay, I'm going to repeat but... it and then we're going to have a moment. Ready? Okay. To be angry is to be a victim. Damn, Dude, I was, that was more wise in 2010 All right, that's it. Now. Sorry, season two, we're just doing all of those. <laughs> that's every episode. That's Everyone just gets a tidbit into what Expectations we're Expectations are premeditated resentments. Dude, that one, yes. The positive thinker sees the invisible, feels the intangible, and achieves the impossible. Winston Churchill. Oh my God. I yeah, love I just that one. obsessed with quotes, girl. Dude, I love it. Crazy. Okay. That's enough. Remember, like, I don't do it as much anymore because I, I kind of have a good grasp like I'm standing on my own two feet now but like I would call you and be like all right Angelica this is what I'm going through right now I need a mantra yeah and I'd be like this is what's going on this is the problem this is like how I feel about it and you're like okay from now on you're going to say <laughs> you know whatever right. it is like right. whatever it is the quote is I'm like okay and then for like weeks I had to wake up and be like okay forget you know mm-hmm. like what I, I don't know I can't even speak from of, the heart speak from the heart exactly speak from the heart so it's, it's like a big one I'll be like okay speak from the heart speak mm-hmm. from the heart okay speak from the heart speak. like everything everything run like around that mantra and then I'll like call you again and be like okay here's another one and you're like all right well for this one you should use you know blah 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 maybe because oh fuck what nothing no it's um, fine. he's not gonna bark don't even look sage put your ears down I said down, see. Okay, so I'm going to put these away. We oh, my God. Are you, you're about to dish. struggle. I know. Um, but a really cool thing Purpose that... and passion number the road. Purpose and passion, hashtag the end. The <laughs> That's what I want to do till the end, is live out my purpose and live out my passion. It's so good. Beauty without depth is just a decoration. Damn. I call it these all, are all, fashion, janky. all fashion, no passion. When you love yourself, no one can compete with you. Oh, shit. Sweat more, bitch less. Ooh. Hashtag boom. <laughs> Dramatic. Extra. Dramatic. Don't be upset by the results you didn't get from the work you didn't do. Oh, my God. Angelica, that's what I'm talking about. See, that's what I'm talking about. Life is, yes, there it is, 90-10. Successful people do what they need to do, whether they like it or not. Discipline. This is what I'm talking about, okay? Can we just address this really quick? Two and twelve. We were talking before this episode, like I was saying, that Angelica has this wealth of knowledge and that I think that people can really benefit from it. But the other thing, though, that Angelica has that I feel like a lot of, like, herpes. <laughs> all super small. Um, another thing that I feel like Angelica has that a lot of people I think are missing the mark right now is um like a no bullshit um method of going about it it's not Angelica has never been oh are you okay look you just need to take a breather relax like it's very like coach like if you've never been coached in sports that's where it's from girl yeah if you've never been coached in sports (laughs) you aren't going to like Okay, if you've never been coached in sports, you've never experienced this kind of love. But if you ever have been coached in sports, you know how gratifying it feels to put in all that work and to do all that suffering mm-hmm. and all that stuff to get like a championship or win a game or make a goal or whatever, you know? Like, and so I feel like the way that Angelica like handles 
um, I don't know what to call it, self care mm-hmm. is I feel like the way that it's supposed to be because there oh. is nitty gritty. There always is nitty gritty. It's not all beautiful. You're not going to put on a fucking kelp clay mask, hashtag self care. Right. And then right. your depression's going away. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I have to cough so badly. Hold on. Well, I was just telling her that <coughs> self care, how it's, I don't know, but how it's promoted <coughs> and what makes it trendy right now. Downward dog, your, your problems away. Is not, it doesn't speak to, like I was saying, it doesn't speak to the people that actually need this type of self care. Yeah. So, like, self care that you see on Instagram when you're scrolling doesn't really target people that are oppressed and dealing with racism daily or yeah. poverty daily or yes. abuse daily. Like, so. That's why I get irritated sometimes when I think people think self-care is fluffy and pretty. Yeah. Yoga and mat. I mean, maybe it is one form, but like self-care really happens when shit's real dirty. Yes. Real ugly. Well, it goes back to the whole uh, motivation, blah, 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 discipline, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, where it's like interrupt anxiety with gratitude. That was one of your mantras. Yeah. That was one of my mantras. That was on my mattress. Interrupt gratitude here's with a good one no, interrupt anxiety with gratitude yeah oh, that God. one used to be on my phone Inter- yeah interrupt yeah. anxiety with gratitude yep um empathy without boundaries is self-destruction that's me angelica that, that's first episode somebody... that's what we talked about it was the one thing i wanted to work on man healthy boundaries with are, my empathy this year was a good one another woman's beauty is not the absence absence of your own dude i wrote a quote did you know that i wrote stuff down for this episode i did i get little alerts yeah, I'll show you right yeah, now. Yeah, right. So I can tell you. Wait, before you go to the next one, because I have something that has to do with that. Wow, there's a lot here. Oh. The acknowledgement... Where is it? <clears throat> the acknowledgement of somebody else's good action does not mean the absence of your own. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when somebody's Very like, similar. I love so-and-so because they do this and they do that and they're so amazing. Like, well, I do that. Mm-hmm. Why Why are you saying that about me? Or, you know, whatever. It happened to me the other day, so I had to say it. Oh my yeah, God, I'm going to cough again. This one's a good one. It's not, it's like a very different theme than a lot of the other quotes, but death ends a life, not a relationship. That's so good. Why are you talking about death? Punishment doesn't teach you behavior. It just suppresses it. What? Punishment doesn't teach behavior. It just suppresses it. Mm. So like this, I found this when I was working with a lot of adolescents. Yeah. That were seeing me because they were disrupting the class and acting out and, right. you know, and so they get punished, which does absolutely nothing to the behavior. Right. So, um, responding to the behavior, not the cause of the behavior. That's mm. what they do. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because like, what's the root? Why are they lashing out? Yeah. What's going on at home? First, last, and best love is self-love. Mm-hmm. Mm. Productive people don't complain. Choose your attitude. See that shit right there. People don't want to hear that shit. That people right. don't want to hear that shit. I wanted to talk about opportunists versus non-opportunists. Ooh. Which I've started tra- calling, which I shouldn't, okay? This is why I shouldn't be doing this, and hmm. you should be. Winner's mentality and loser's mentality. <laughs> just doers. But, well, it's not even just doers. It's, uh, I'm trying to come up with an example of it, like... You know, I'll ask my employee, like, why didn't you make this, you know, prep on your prep list? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I couldn't find the coconut shreds. Okay. Did you ask somebody? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's loser's mentality. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. that's a small, that's like a very small, like simplistic example. But like a bigger one is like, 
Um, you know, I just, I guess I just, okay, for me, okay, for me, it could have been, this is the two deciding points. It's like when I started Salude and I had to actually move into a brick and mortar, the non-opportunistic side would have been like, fuck, I don't have the money. Oh, well, mm-hmm. I guess that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, load it up. It's done. Like yeah. had a good run. The opportunistic side of me was like, okay, I know this guy who is my friend mm-hmm. who has a successful restaurant. We're friends. I'm just going to go and see what I can do. Let's yeah. just ask. It doesn't hurt to ask. He might say no. You know, that's mm-hmm. the opportunistic side. And so like, I, there's so many times where I, I come across people who are so non-opportunistic. They yeah. just want it. They don't even like try to explore their options. They're just done. They just end it, you know, mm-hmm. and imagine how much you could get done if you just seized opportunities even if they weren't there. Like, sometimes you have to, like, think outside the box and create your own opportunity. Right. You know? I have, I have worked with and I've had to interact with and I've also mentored a lot of teens, but young adults, even older adults, mm-hmm. that have that, right? Yeah. And so, like, they're either often labeled as, like, lazy, yeah. um, content, comfortable, you know? And then that's kind of like when I was younger, that's where it stopped. Like that's where my perspective stopped. It yeah. capped there. And then, you know, with education, experience, yeah, internship, tell me, blah, tell blah, me blah, blah. why I shouldn't be so annoyed. No, I'm saying it is, it's normal to be, an, but this is where you understand the behavior is like, what I've realized is like a lot of times people that, that take on that is they have a very low sense of self and yeah. like they don't believe they could do much more the, yeah. and, or or they've lived a life where they don't have friends they can call that own a business right. they have never been exposed to what opportunity looks like or they don't see people that look like them that have those things yeah. or they there's never there was never a tiny seed of you can or right. like this this is options for you yeah so like what I've noticed is I used to be like, fuck, they're just lazy, blah, blah. But that's how I like behaved and that's how I treated them. But when I did my team program, the lead program, what I've realized is like, that's where the em- empowering moment comes in mm. where you give them responsibility and you give them purpose and a role and a voice and you, hi- you know, not hype them up in like a fake way, but like you use really the little tiny things that they succeed at and you just give them a little glimpse that they can mm-hmm. do something right, whether it's like fucking organize the straws. Right. And just that little tiny seed just starts blossoming to them being a lot more just like self-motivated and yeah. they can, you know what I mean? So it's like, it might look like one thing, but there's, I don't believe that ev- that there's people out there that just naturally choose to be lazy asses. Okay, so we actually talked about this before the podcast too, how mm-hmm. like, you're dealing with youth that you can help, you know, mm-hmm. and that's your job. And I think that where I'm coming from is from a business perspective. Right. Where I've dealt with employees who like is slowing down the productive, like the productiveness right. of my business because of it, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm like, oh, like, did you get this fixed or did you call this company to get this, you know, fridge maintenance? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, okay. When did you call? Three days ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, did you call again? No, I mean, they just didn't pick up. Okay, well, do something about that. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's that kind of mentality, yeah. you know? Where I'm but like, you do a good job as a leader to ha- to, to be, take the opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to give them a teachable moment. But once a teachable happens, moment is repetitive. Exactly. Then that's when you. And that's, the, and that's the part that I'm talking about is, I'm trying to figure out those people. Where I'm like, what happened to you that made you like this? You know why? Because like that's happened to a couple employees where after a while I'm like, 
we might not be able to have like a work related relationship anymore. Like we might have to like, you might have to go work somewhere else because Mm -hmm. there's only so many times that I can be like, see, you did it. That's a great job. You did it. And then like the next time they do it again where they're like, Oh no. Uh, I mean, they just didn't answer, you know? And I'm like, well, but I don't think it should only be praise. Like that's not, uh, I feel like that's exhausting on your end. You know what I mean? And it's exhausting. It doesn't, I don't think that's going to serve either one of you in like changing of things. Like, cause that to me, like if, when people say like, you know, you make me feel empowered. I'm not sitting there and giving them compliments every five seconds. Yeah. No, you never do You know, like there is a, it's a, it's a combination of like helping them see their own potential mixed with difficult, honest conversations sprinkled with challenging them as well. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, this is like, this is with a couple of employees that were there for years. So there was like different methods of trying it out, you know? Yeah. And, and it starts off with, all right, because I'm not a micromanager. Like, right. any employee that thinks I'm a micromanager, it's usually because they've been doing their job wrong and I don't trust them doing their job. Mm-hmm. It's different than me being a micromanager. Because I have plenty of employees that I fully trust to do their job and I never watch them, you know? Yeah. Um, but, like, I I always originally give people the benefit of the doubt and go, these are your responsibilities, run with it. And it's, I don't ever step in until I start noticing. I let them swim, like learn how to swim on their own, you know? Mm -hmm. And I only ever step in when I see that they're kind of like doing a job not right. When you give them those responsibilities initially, do you think they feel confident and competent enough to execute those to your satisfaction? It is a full down, like sit down. These are your job. This is your job description. Mm -hmm. I'm And I read line by line, every single one that Mm -hmm. they have to do. Okay, out of all of these, do you feel comfortable with all of them? Mm-hmm. Which ones do you not feel comfortable with? Mm-hmm. Okay, I can train you on this. I can train you on that. The next couple of weeks, I'll be training you on this department, this yeah. department, this department. And then it's a meeting every week. How mm-hmm. are you feeling? Right. Is it too much? So they have all the opportunity. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's why the team and program And that's what I'm saying, though, exists. is that at that point, <laughs> at that, and that's what I'm saying is I've become a pretty good leader based on a lot of mistakes I made in the beginning of doing that. Yeah. Like, just figure it out. Why can't you just figure it out? You know? And so it's mm-hmm. like... You know, for me, it's like teachable moment, teachable moment. Okay, next time I'm going to make sure that I have a meeting. Like one of my managers who I love, like ended up leaving because she felt like we weren't having a meeting every week and her voice wasn't being heard and she left. We're good friends still, Mm -hmm. you know, but she did tell me that before she left. Like, I wish we had a meeting every week because now I have so much resentment built towards Salude that I have to leave, you know? Uh So now it's like, okay, if if one of my managers wants to meet every week, like we make an honest effort to do that, you know? And that's the thing is like, that was a lot of, the intention of starting that team program because I have these teens that mm-hmm. are too scared or don't know how to ask a single fucking question. Yeah. Like they don't even know how to confront me to ask where a paperclip is. Oh God. Let alone five years at, yeah. from the road be your employee yeah. with a task list. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like if they don't even know how to do that in that context, that's no pressure. There's no paychecks. Yeah. There's no nothing, you know? So that was yeah. something I really, my eyes were like opened up to like, whoa, you know, and think about it. Like, think about walking into a room. Don't even think about it, bitch. You were the guest speaker, you know? Oh, yeah. And you see 17 teens between the ages of 14 to 18, terrified to make eye contact with you, terrified to raise their hand and ask a question, terrified to laugh or whatever. Like, it's just crazy to see how timid they are. Yeah. And then you think, okay, how do you get them to be confident, independent, inquisitive, you know, okay with fucking up, okay with asking questions. Like, 
it's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of work because it's so awkward in the beginning. Yeah. They're just dead ass silent. Yep. And they're terrified. And that's okay in your line of work, you know? Oh, yeah. But unfortunately, like, when they get to my line, when they get to me, I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm not here. And you were saying it before, like, I'm not clinically trained to deal with, Mm -hmm. like, your psyche, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you either work or you don't work. And unfortunately, a lot of times I have to, like, end up terminating employment because of the way that they were brought up, I guess. You know what I mean? Like... Like, I'm not terminating because of the way they were brought up. But, like, there's things that could have been fixed at an early age or could have been, like, worked on at an early age to where when they finally are, like, into the workforce. Yeah. And I feel bad because I'm like, I don't know. And a lot of my employees I hold on to because I try to work with them. Right. You know? And, like, one of my managers put it perfectly. She's like, you allow your employees to choose their own major. Mm-hmm. If they're not good at the department, you'll move them to another department and see if they're good at that. You'll move them to the, you'll right. just keep moving them around because you believe in them, you mm-hmm. know? And then after a while, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. you know, other employees are complaining about, you know, you know, but. And that's the intervention prevention part. You know, it's like, yeah, I want to try to help kids not have to get fired or not have their yes. boss playing 17 extra roles or, yeah. you know, so it's just like, yeah, it's a lot, a lot. But that's the, but, and so that's for kids, but you know, for adults, when I'm like dealing with somebody who's non-opportunistic, it drives me up the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I don't think like the, the amount of untapped potential you have that you're not tapping into because you have chosen to be only looking at the problems and, and not the solutions. And inspiration and motive and, yeah. you know, just stuff that feeds their soul and connection with themselves. Absolutely. And things that excite them. Like there's so much shit that is behind all that I just I just want to make sure that people can see both you know like when we were talking before about the um pre-contemplative stage Mm -hmm. you know it's like I didn't even know that existed Mm -hmm. so like now I can like see it and like actually be like oh that's what this is so like with like opportunistic and non-opportunistic it's like notice the signs notice you know if you're falling into that like move back into the opportunistic side like um, the, what was the, the post-it? Be productive. and of story. What was it? Oh. <laughs> You're like, as you hold a pile of There's them. 50 million. The there change was one... you want is, is in the work you're avoiding. Stuff like that. That's what I mean. Stuff like that. That's the, do the work. What's that one say? Do the work. And then underneath it is all mental tension comes from not letting go. The willingness and acceptance of being uncomfortable is the biggest key to inner peace and growth. Mm-hmm. This is, we're going to end on this one. Fuck shit up, queen. <laughs> that was on my refrigerator. Yeah, it's just a different way of... Snack. It's just very like... <sighs> when I was going for that second pint of ice cream, I said, fuck shit up, queen. Do the work. Do the work and finish this ice cream. <laughs> Self-love. <laughs> For real. Self-care. Treat yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, those are enough of this big-ass quote jar. I love jar. that jar. I love that jar. Um, why do you have five? Okay. It's funny that... Time out. One, two, Stop. three, four, five. Angela. Angelica Seavers. Stop. You have five notebooks in your bag? Okay, five. Can, I, can I give you my explanation? Yes, this please is for, explain yourself, you psychopath. This is for our podcast. Yes. This is for all my professional notes. Like, I'm looking for jobs. I'm building a website. I research stuff. This is for the meal prepping that I'm trying to hustle on the side. So these are all recipes. That's my notebook. This is our podcast notebook that we're going to do our posts with. Um, And this is where I write my menus and my workouts. Oh, my God. Uh, I know. You know who else has this many notebooks? Claire. 
Mm. You know who else is a Virgo? Claire. I don't like it all in one. Yeah. I started to do that with this one, and I just wasn't fucking with it. Okay. Um, how long is this? I'm, I'm not telling fun. you. I'm obsessed with post-its. Do you see this? Post-its. 20 minutes. Post-its. We've only been recording for 20 minutes. Stop. Don't lie to me. It's an hour. Okay. Okay. All see, right. this is what I don't want to tell you. Okay. Something cool. Joe Rogan goes for three hours. Did okay. you watch Michelle Obama's Becoming on Netflix? No. She's one of my gods. So oh, I, is I she? I pray to her every night. Yeah. I fucking love I Michelle. I pray to her. She talked about something... Um, Stats versus stories. Mm. So, like, established, you know, just like our culture wants to hear what you accomplish, what's your accreditation, what's your money you make, your blah, 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 you know. And she's like, I just want to know the stories. Mm. I think people focus too much on the stats of things 100%, yeah. and not the personal, like, stories. So, I thought that was cool. I love that. Um, yeah, get in your little notebook, yee. check your little quotes. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna ask you questions now. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, at this part, we're at this part now. I don't have as many because I feel like this whole podcast, I've freaking bombarded you with a buttload of questions. You know I don't care. I know. I just hope nobody else cares either. What's one physical characteristic characteristic that you got from your mom? My arms. <laughs> I swear like to God, because it's something that I like. As I've gotten older and like gained a little bit more weight, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm obviously not fat, you know, like I'm not saying that I've gained like gained weight or whatever. No, you've gained weight. Like I'm just I've gained weight. I'm like yeah. a little bit heavier, but like I can just every time I look at my arms, I'm like, see your mom. dude, I fucking see my mom. The way my hips turned out is my mom. It's like crazy. I know this an- the answer to this one, but I'm what's ask. what's what did you get from your mom? Um, your feet. Yeah, because I have a big arch. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I can tell, for some reason, I notice people's hands and which I, parent they get it from. I notice people's hands all the time. Like, my friend Mike and his sister both got his mom's hands. Yeah, I see her hands. One physical characteristic you got from your dad? Uh, my eyes. <laughs> yes, dude. That is your father. Do Are they the same? Ask me, ask me. What did you get from your dad? His body. <laughs> like, I have my dad's frame. For sure. Oh my God, you do. Hey, Down to the calves. Everything. Everything. Where we both put on weight. Everything. Oh my um, God. What are three random interests that you have? Like um, just Harry random. Potter. Okay. Hitler. Okay. And um, I, I can't. Just three? Shoot, I don't even know my answers. Uh,. Yeah, and Hitler is because of like my degree in history. I'm not. I have to explain it just a little bit because that sounds insane. <laughs> I just don't understand how a psychopath can motivate so many people to do a crazy thing. Imagine if he was pushing something good. Anyway, um, shit. My third one is going to be. I don't know. I mean, right now I picked up gardening and I fucking, I'm kind of addicted. Mm-hmm. So there's that. I have to show you the baby arugulas. Yes. They're so cute. Arugulas, amazing. They all look like little tiny Pokemon. So yeah, what are your three? What are your three? Um, like painting, uh, poetry. Random, three random interests. I mean, I've always been interested in like cooking and food oh, and yeah. baking. Totally. Um, I gotta come back to that. I can't okay. remember. Um, five things you want to learn how to do. Um, play piano. Mm-hmm. Speak French. Mm. Five? You said five? Yeah. Um, sew. Yes. Like a whole costume. Mm-hmm. 
What? I burped. Okay. Um, speak French, play piano. So that's three. Um, I want to learn how to play with stocks. Like I've been getting really into it. Do that. Trying to, so you could teach me. Okay. <laughs> I've been like reading. I've just been like, I don't know how, what direction to go. So I just keep just like reading mm-hmm. stock, like articles, articles yeah. about stocks. Like that's all I've been doing. And I've, I've invested in a couple, but, um, last one. Oh, sing. Yes. I've always wanted to know, learn how to sing. That, I support all of those. Thank you. Um, my five, I have a post-it on my, on my mirror oh, that says no. learn and I write all the random shit that I want to learn. Um, oh, brew my own kombucha. Ooh. Make my own candles. Okay. Know how to, uh, learn how to sew. Yep. Um, I want to learn like, um, is it, what is it called? Uh, calisthenics? Like body workouts, like your own body yeah, weight workout. Calisthenics, kind of like that, like mobility, like primal movement type shit. Yeah, dude. You know what's funny is I was gonna joke and say, um, "Oh my god, on it." What is? Wait, Joe is Rogan's it, on yeah. it? No, oh. no, the movement thing. Um, God, what is it called? Oh my god, Capoeira. I was oh, gonna joke yeah. and say Capoeira, and then you yeah. said like tribal movements yeah, and that's like exactly Muay what Thai, is. like yeah no those oh my god 100 percent. interesting um the fifth one oh my god there's so many things that i want to learn what's my last one what is your last one i, I mean shit it's the last i mean i feel like i'm such a nerd i want to learn so much shit i know um oh <laughs> I've been wanting to learn this forever. Like, I want to learn how to build shit. Like, ground up. Oh, Everything. Yeah. From every... Like, I would love... A dream would be to learn how to build my own house. Like, that would be a dream come true. Like, every single layer it takes... From the plumbing, Whoa. to the wood, to the concrete, to the structure, to the... I'm, like... I'm right there with you everything. in terms of the knowledge... But, like, after busting this place up and having to, like, go yeah. buy fucking drywall and shit, I never want to do Let's that again. It. Yeah, maybe I might be like that, but... But I think that knowing it mm-hmm. is... would be sick. Yeah. For sure. Um, more random interests is drugs, for sure. Like, Just what do you like, mean? Like, I love learning about addiction and what oh. drugs do to the body and how people get addictive and what type of drugs are out there and all that shit. I've always had a fascination with that. Then the last one is, like, trauma on the brain and the body. Yeah. Like, that always interests me. That, I... I like that too. Mm-hmm. That interests me too. Emotions, like just learning about emotions, always just love that shit. Love it. Yeah. Different cuisines, culture, shit. Culture for sure. Oh my God, days, yeah. girl. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good to have like a lot of interest. You know, like we'll never be bored. Yeah. We just like want to explore and learn, and we're curious and just the love of life. You know. What are you writing over there? Nothing. Love a. I was gonna do the. Little one word, and then you give me one word. Love, hate. No. I read it already. You can't scribble it, it out. I didn't scribble. I wasn't writing hate. No, you wrote love. My Yeah, word the was, first one was love. My word was hate. Okay, you ready? Yeah, I guess. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. No, I need two more. Let's go eight. Oh my God. No, I'll go one more because it's episode seven. <laughs> okay. Love. Hate. Bitch. I told you. Angelica. Seavers. Angela. The Seavers. <laughs> Journey. Path. Process. Emotion. Growth. Good. Peace. 
Love. God, so stupid. That's not stupid. No, I'm dumb. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Is this it? Oh, I can't do the same ones. Is this it? Email us at pushpasscomfort at gmail.com. Well, we have you, Instagram. What is our season two going to be? I feel like we're kind of wishy-washy. We're we have iTunes, good ideas. website, Spotify. Are you listening to me? I am, but I don't have a direct, distinct answer for and that. And you don't think that we should put it in this podcast? I think if you want to listen more to us, our season two will definitely, at least start episode tomorrow. one, will definitely start within the next month. 100%. I'm confident with that, but I'm not going to give like an exact. You fucking better be. I swear to God. I swear. You know you everything. <laughs> wow, I'm really sad, even though I know it's coming back in a month. Describe our season one journey process experience in three words. Um, uncomfortable. Yeah, pushing past that comfort. I, I know. <laughs> Think about it. I fucking took it. I just took that that easy win. Um, uh, therapy and growth. Growth, uncomfortable therapy. Yep. What's one thing that you learned about yourself in throughout season one? I talk a lot to get to a point. Okay. <laughs> but I think it's fine because... Don't like, justify it. Well, no, actually, and I'm not justifying it, but I remember in high no, in college, one of my professors told me, brainstorm, just write and write and write and write and write, because you'll eventually get to like the nitty gritty and right. the point. So I feel like I just do that in my brain all the time and then come up with like... Remember the very first podcast, the one that we didn't record? Mm-hmm. And I talked forever and then came up with that perfect quote. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. But like in the second first episode, we were able to just say that quote and it was like, bam, it was like really good, you know? So, um, but yeah, I do realize that I just, and then I go, what were we talking about again? What's one thing you've changed or done or added or taken out in your everyday life outside of us recording um, that one of our episodes inspired or refreshed your brain on? Oh, well, the one that you were saying how, like, you try to go to sleep every night with at peace. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been That's trying to, like, one. settle all my stuff. Do you want to tell them what you did the other night? It was actually last night. Oh, last night. Yeah, I was, the TV wasn't on, and I was scrolling Instagram and trying to fall asleep. And then I was getting tired. And then mm-hmm. usually what I do is I fall asleep scrolling Instagram. Like yeah. I am asleep. My phone falls on the floor sometimes. But mm-hmm. I like turned my phone off mm-hmm. and like tucked it under my pillow mm-hmm. and went to sleep without any TV on. How was it? I was too tired to tell. Oh, okay. It's but I think cool. that's good though, you know, because usually. No, it's fucking the great. The fact that I was like too tired to tell how it was is good because usually right. my brain would just race. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other thing is I'm not thinking about death as much. Mm-hmm. I, you know, usually it's like every, every time I talk to my dad, I'm like, one day he's going to die. Every right. time like Corey leaves the house, I'm like, what if this is it? Like it's not, it hasn't been like on the forefront as much. Mm-hmm. Um, I also feel like the cool thing, like it's fucking amazing that you did that because in episode one, I don't know, one or two or whatever you talked, we talked about that time when you, you had to sleep over at my house yeah you know oh, yeah. and like it was so strong that you're like Angelica no fucking way and like yeah. look with already that growth and then the other thing is episode one or two when I said like you you find peace in chaos and you're yes. like oh my god yeah. you know and now it just seems like your energy is like a little bit more like slowed down or 
just in touch or in tune and like that can be connected to maybe you're not thinking about things yep. just to think about to get your mind going you know yep. what I mean it's like you're just kind of there's a little bit more inner peace or just like connectedness well and like that's from one to seven like that's not yeah. even well when, when was our first episode what date yeah but here's the other thing and I actually want to mention this earlier I take what people say and I fucking like apply it you know like I have little tidbit sound bites from like a friend in high school yeah. that told me one time that this is how she handles something. And then I took it, applied it myself. It worked. And now every time I do that, I think of that person, yeah. you know, like even like my crying style was like my friend Lauren, who like, I don't even talk to anymore, who mm-hmm. randomly in passing told me this is how she cried. And I was like, Oh, that's great. Let me mm-hmm. try that. You know, like I take what people say and I apply the fuck out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I, I tend to like get to a point quicker mm-hmm. than most people. Because I like, I take things so seriously when people say it to me. Like when you call me and tell me like, do this, 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 and this. I'm like, yes, ma'am. I'm going to do Mm -hmm. it. I won't let you down. I'm going to fucking do it, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, The other thing though that I said in the first episode that I remember now is that um, about healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. Dude, I can't even explain to you how quickly I did that. Like as soon as I said it, as soon as I said it and put it out into the world. Like at work, I am like, I have such healthy boundaries with mm-hmm. my staff now like I don't have staffs coming staff members coming in and like dumping on me mm-hmm. you know like and I and I love that they do that and I'm still there for them on my own time to do that mm-hmm. you know I, I I'm really thankful that my employees like feel comfortable enough with me to do that but sometimes it was getting to the point where I'm like okay now but my productivity is suffering my anxiety is through the roof right like you know so I've been able to put like a healthy boundary and on that's that that's the thing I think I'm a firm believer of, I like, I like, I believe in boundaries and I value them so much because it doesn't just benefit you. Yeah. It's also benefiting the other person in the equation, you know? And it's like, remember last podcast when you were talking about how if someone's like drunk or talking about bullshit, like Mm -hmm. I just, I can walk away easily or whatever. And like, you know, you, you like want to know how to do that or whatever. And you're like, I don't think it's that I don't care. I think I was trying to, I was actually like reflecting on that. Like, why do I do that? Yeah. And I noticed it like at my new job, this guy, you know, something was going on or I don't know, whatever. And I, I was like reflecting on it, on it. And I was talking to myself about it. I was asking myself shit. And I think it's because I don't entertain people's shells, you know, oh. the shell, the mask, the, the, the superficiality. Right. And it's not because I think I'm better, but it's yeah. because I want them to understand that I'll pay attention to who they really are. Absolutely. And that's like a safe space. No, absolutely. Because if you're real, girl, I'm, I'm, I'll am i talk to you for seven hours on my yeah. fucking phone. I'll cancel my plans. I'll, you know, but I think you're that's a boundary of mine right. is that like, I don't let people in to me and my space, like who I'm as a person and like my nurturing, my love and everything I bring until they show me the realness and the realness yeah. is not like positive and put together. No, the realness could be fucked up, ugly, yeah. judgmental, rude, whatever. Yeah. But as long as they're functioning from that real place, like that's when I'll connect. Right. But when I feel like there's a fake facade or they're, you know, I'm just, I'm just not going to change that, but I feel like that benefits them too. Yeah. 
Because I feel like if people constantly entertain that. Yes, totally. They think it's like supply and demand. Yes, dude. So it's like. You're absolutely right. And I think that's like, I want to benefit them to let them know you don't need to function like that for me to fuck with you. Totally. You know what I mean? Like you'll get my attention, my love, my loyalty, my friendship as long as you're coming from a real place. Totally. That's what I'm entertaining. No, you're absolutely right. That is exactly what it is. It's like every time I entertain that shell like you're saying right. it gives them this message that what i'm doing is okay yeah it's like positive reinforcement is, yeah and this is what gets me attention exactly yeah they I like mean, me because of this they smile yeah. because they say laugh they need me they want me yeah. around because of it. it's like i'm not gonna give you positive reinforcement for that yeah you'll get yeah. that shit when you show me whoever the fuck you really are totally <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and like i think that's why like i have a good connection and my relationships are of good quality because we just have that real you know what I mean yeah. and like that's why that person that's doing that I'm like okay well, yeah <laughs> yeah I'm gonna go boo no totally but anyways okay that's that. are we done damn it I'm, so I'm gonna describe sad. our podcast in three questions oh yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that you did that I thought we were done I'm really scared I feel like I'm gonna cry don't cry you don't cry okay. I just feel like closeness <laughs> This is your three things? Yeah. Closeness okay. or like connectedness. Um, freedom. Oh. Freeing. It's a good um, one. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it. It sounds funny. I'm sorry. Um, like awareness. Like it made me feel more aware of myself. Yeah. Even from the smallest things of like, I never knew how nonverbal I was. Oh my God. Until like listening to how many pockets of silence the first couple episodes were where I'm like, I know I was responding. Yeah. Like I'm not just fucking staring at her like a yeah. weirdo. Like, but I, yeah. It's mm-hmm. so funny because I was listening to the first podcast and I was like, Oh my God. Like mm-hmm. there are so many pockets of that, you know, cause yeah. I, I know that what you're doing. And I was thinking, I was like, I wonder when Angelica listens to this, mm-hmm. how she's feeling about those pockets of silence, mm-hmm. you know? So it's funny that you said that. Cause yeah, I was it's thinking conscious, about that. It's conscious effort though, because yeah, Naturally, my instinct is to completely wait till you're done speaking, Yeah, you know, because then I absorb, I listen, and then I'm like, okay, think about my response. But like, in this context, like, I'm able to say things mid-sentence or not, like, say, you know what I mean? And that's different for me. It's yeah. uncomfortable. Wow. Okay. Yeah, wait, bitch. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, Angela, you're wait. stalling. Hold on, I'm no, wait. Go back. I'm actually not stalling, even though I thought it was funny because okay. it did sound like I was stalling. But something you fucking said, I wanted to remember. Never mind. It's my done. three words. Yeah, it had something to do with the three words, but um, connectedness, closeness. Oh no, actually, it had to do with that because, like, one of the things you said is like one of the things you became aware of about yourself is that you always, you know, mm-hmm. have pockets. But I think the other thing, though, on a positive note, that I feel like you've become more aware of is how much knowledge you have in comparison to like the mo- the the modern the modern woman. <laughs> in comparison to like just a normal human you know Mm. like even if it was just this episode I feel like it's been a little bit more apparent that like you have knowledge that people don't have Mm -hmm. you know and I'm not saying like you're naturally like that like you spent you know like you said like years of of education that's gotten you to that point but you've definitely made me feel more aware and appreciative of all the years of hard work though yeah because I I, because I just do it you know I don't always I'm not aware that other other people aren't just doing this. Yes. You know? And then... Full, no one is doing this, okay? (laughs) Not even me. But then, and then then you also help me appreciate myself and, like, 
just that, you know, just being, you give me like, um, it's like a nice a wave of appreciation for the curious side of me because mm. that's why I've obtained so much because I'm curious and because I care. Yeah. Those two things have led me to all the knowledge I've ever obtained. Yeah. And you're not pompous about it. You know, that's like the best part about it. But there's also a few people in my life where they've, it's not a responsive appreciation. It's been something that's like been really like, like to put it nicely, there the depth of me and like the stuff that I really try to focus on with myself has had a lot of negative responses. Yeah, especially in the department of men. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, and so like there's yeah. been guys that are like, "You're too human for me," you know, mm-hmm. like that have literally come where where they I just was, want a good time. You're not about no, it. not even that because it's like if you <laughs> not have like, a good time, not like that kind of good time, but no, like they yeah. just want like a pleasant, nice, like hi, shell. sweetie, how is everything? They want the like, shell of me. Caring, yeah. yeah. And it's like, want, you want right. to like step into their soul. Yeah. And like being older and being more comfortable in my thirties and having friends like you, I'm like, yeah, I'm proud of that shit. You know, I don't yeah. want a man that's surface level, but back in the day, yeah, it made me think like, tone it down. Right. Stop trying to work on yourself, weirdo. Yeah. Don't write so many fucking quotes on your post. You know what I mean? Like there was, it's not always something that's been appreciative or appreciated or like, you know, a positive reaction. So like this, yeah, this process has definitely made me feel like, oh, okay, yeah, there's a lot of shit that I know and people yeah. want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. So like, yeah. And you're right. Most men aren't going to be ready for it. Like, there's also been some women too that like don't like the challenging, because I don't, here's one thing about it. What is like a good, you're good at this. It's not a metaphor. It is a metaphor. Analogy. Analogy. Remember we had that conversation yeah. and you say like blues clues and they're yelling at us. But you could put this in one of those where it's like something looks really good from afar and then you get close to it. Yeah. And you, like, you don't, you know, want it or it's to something. Like a Monet po- uh, painting. Something like that. Like, you know, like, the water lily paintings where like you're far away and you're like, oh, it's, and then you get to really close and it's just like sponge paint. Yeah. That's how I feel I am sometimes. Mm. From far away, it's like, damn, she's positive and she loves well, to work yeah. with herself and she did it. But when you're close proximity of me, there's so many like uncomfortable, really challenging Which moments. is why you're like the way you are. It's crazy, but it's not for everybody. No. <laughs> it's, it's, well, and here's I've the thing. I've lost is it, a lot of friends and it lovers. It should be for everybody. Right. But most people are not on that part of their journey. Yeah. And a lot of times, the majority of the people will never get to that point. Right. They will live as a shell for the rest of their life. And mm-hmm. that's just fact. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm not, you know, trying to be negative, but that's just the way it is. Like, a lot of people will take that shell, make it their identity, and live their whole life like that. Yeah. And never actually feel, and they might never feel true sadness because they've never risked anything mm-hmm. and grew, but they also will never feel real happiness because that pendulum swings equally. Yeah. You know? Or they just lead with that ego, you know, the and ego anything that challenges it is they're trying to fuck with me. They think they know better. You know, it's something from that one. It's like, I, I love you. I'm going to challenge you because right. I challenge you means I love you. If I don't yes. challenge you, I probably don't really fuck Dude, with you. That's what I say a lot at, at Salute. I'm like, the minute I stop trying with you, mm-hmm. that's when you know I'm over it. Right. Because if I'm still retraining you, if I'm still walking through through processes, if I'm still calling you in, there's belief. I yeah. believe that you can do it. Mm-hmm. The minute I like I'm done, I, I I feel like there's not enough time in the day to invest in you. Because you're not investing in yourself most of the time. No, all the time. Okay. Okay, last thing before we finish. We're okay. really gonna finish. What is it? Uh, tell the podcast one thing you're grateful for. And not the people listening, the actual podcast. Tell the, like, the podcast tell PPC? Process. Yeah, like what you're grateful for because we created PPC. Oh. 
I'm really grateful for to share our knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm most grateful for. Um, I feel like I have a, I've come to realize now that I'm older, and we said this in the first podcast, first, first episode, mm-hmm. that not everybody has an opportunity to have somebody in their life and their family, mm-hmm. you know, their kids, you know, they, all they have is their family, like whatever, to like be fully open with mm-hmm. and be able to explore their emotions and their fears and every insecurities in a, in a loving, supportive yes. space. Right. So being able to like offer that, even if it's in a podcast form, you mm-hmm. know, like we're, we're talking about our insecurities and our, but giving people the, the knowledge that like, you're not alone. Right. You can get out of it. Yeah. Here are some tools, you know, mm-hmm. help yourself, mm-hmm. whatever you want, buffet style, pick what you want, yeah, yeah. whatever. But I'm just so grateful to finally have an outlet to like help people. Right. I just want people to know that it's possible. Mm-hmm. to get out of your anxiety, to get out of your depression. I've done, I'm, well, I mean, you never get out of it. Let's be honest, right. but there are, you know, there are skills and life hacks that you can do to get out of it. You know, you're never stuck in the situation that you're in. There are ways to get out of it, but it's going to take work and yeah, it's just really nice. Mm-hmm. What about you? What are you grateful for? What are you grateful for? Um, I'm grateful for that. There's a platform that exists in our culture or generation, whatever, that like gives to women that are best friends like a beautiful space to share yeah. whatever the fuck they want. I feel like that's something that we are extremely like back in the day, I mean, we couldn't even vote. Like, you know, yeah, I'm, for I'm real. really trying to go far, but for real. I just think it's like a beautiful and I'm very grateful that there's even this thing called a podcast yeah. where we plug in some motherfucking headphones yeah. and we talk in like such a loving, curious, close space and yeah. other people can choose to listen or not. Yeah. Like that's dope. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's too easy. Too hey. easy, mate. Thanks okay. for listening to season one. Oh my God, we'll it's see you over. Soon in season two. M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. Okay, goodbye. <laughs>